Hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Healthy Gamer Girl podcast. I'm Liz, the Healthy Gamer Girl, and this is episode 15. So a quick disclaimer, I'm not a doctor, and this podcast is not meant to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease or to be mistaken for medical advice. So please always consult with your physician before beginning any new diet or health regimen. So last time, we talked about how stressing out while playing video games isn't necessarily the best thing you can do for your waistline, mainly because of the hormone cortisol. And cortisol, as we talked about before, impacts weight gain in a few ways. It increases fat storage, it messes up your hormone balance and your blood sugar regulation, and it causes cravings for crappy foods. So all three of those things clearly recipe for weight gain. That's why the episode was called Your Nerd Rage is Making You Fat. So we talked a little bit about countering the effects of cortisol last week, but that was basically just to say you can step away from the game and calm down and realize it's not... It's not a big deal, it's just a game. And that's all well and good, but I also realize that that doesn't really do that much for you long term. But since I am solution oriented and didn't just want to be all doom and gloom with the cortisol podcast, we are going to talk about some quick dietary and lifestyle changes that you can make that really honestly won't change your life that much. It's not like any of these are totally different. Like, I'm not going to say you should quit your job and just hike in the mountains for a month and a half and you won't feel stressed anymore. Because while that might be true, it might not be true. And it also doesn't really seem like a good life plan um, for for most people with bills. Anyway, we'll start off with dietary changes because those are the easiest. You're already eating, so it's just a matter of kind of adding some other foods in, or changing your foods up a bit. So drinking black tea is the first thing we're going to talk about. And you might say, black tea, that has caffeine in it. Didn't we talk about how caffeine actually increases your cortisol? Well, it, it does. That is true. Drinking caffeine does increase cortisol levels. However, black tea apparently has some magical properties to it that science doesn't know about yet or doesn't understand yet, because studies showed that people who drank four cups of black tea a day had lower cortisol levels after a stressful event than a control group that did not drink four cups of black tea a day. No other lifestyle changes, just the tea. That's kind of bonkers, and researchers weren't even really sure why that happened, but they think it could be due to the levels of theanine in black tea. Now this, I can get behind because L-theanine or L-theanine, I actually don't know how to pronounce it at all, but it's one of my favorite supplements. I think it's L-theanine, but it's one of my favorite supplements pretty much in the world. And I'm not a huge supplements fan. Like I'll take Zyflamin that I've talked about every once in a while, but this one, L-theanine, huge fan. And that's because it's kind of like an instant de-stressor. It's like Valium, basically but without a prescription, and probably way less expensive. Um, L-theanine, it's just a compound. It's a, an amino acid, just like a protein, and it's found in tea specifically, and it's a really good for stress reduction. It's one of those things where, like, if I'm having a really stressful day at work, I will just take some L-theanine, and within 15 minutes, I'll feel a million times better. I... 
also have noticed that it helps me get to sleep at night, but I'm not sure if that's just because my sleep issues are usually are usually stress related or if it's because L-theanine has something to do with your sleep processes. I should probably have looked into that before I started mentioning it. Anyway, L-theanine, huge fan, and I'll link to that below in the show notes because I think it's really, really important to know about. You don't have to take it. It's just worth looking into. Anyway, moving along. So moving from green or from black tea, let's talk about antioxidants because the next few recommendations, dietary recommendations, all have to do with antioxidants and anti-inflammatory compounds. And what are antioxidants, you might say? Like you hear the word a million times in a lot of food marketing campaigns or supplement marketing campaigns, but you don't really know what it is. And simply... Antioxidants are compounds that help to soak up, so to speak, free electrons or free radicals that bounce around your body causing damage. Now, this damage can increase cortisol levels, so reducing the impact of these free radicals is a pretty great idea. And you might have guessed, but that is a super simplistic way of explaining it. It's just the easiest way. We don't really need to discuss all the intricacies of antioxidants and free radicals right now. We're just talking about de-stressing with food. So the first food that I would recommend is berries. And that is because they are low in carbohydrates. And as we talked about last time, carbohydrates can um, increase your cortisol levels. And they're high in antioxidants, berries. And they're super, super tasty. I'm a big fan of berries. I love them so much, and it pains me that they're so seasonally, I guess, specific. Like, yes, you can find blueberries in the wintertime, but they don't really taste that great, as they do in the summer when they're fresh. Um, you don't have to go and buy, like, goji berries or mulberries or acai or any of these other fancy superfood berries. You can literally just buy regular run-of-the-mill berries. Blueberries, raspberries, strawberries, they're all awesome. They are all loaded with antioxidants. They're all delicious and they're all pretty readily available. Um, as I said before, berries are low in sugar. They are, they contain fiber and it's a pretty great way to get antioxidants into your body. Another nice anti-inflammatory food is salmon and more specifically, wild-caught salmon. And what you want to look for in salmon is a high-fat salmon, so like a really fatty one. And you can tend to find those with Alaskan salmon and um, other salmon that comes from colder water. And that is because the colder the water, the more fat the salmon needs on its body for insulation. Um, And the fat is a very high percentage of omega-3 fatty acids, which are very anti-inflammatory and good for your brain. So eating cold water salmon, wild caught, is really, really good for you in terms of cognitive function, as well as just the antioxidant, or not antioxidants, but the anti-inflammatory benefits we've been talking about. Salmon is also a great source of protein, and again, because it's like, it's literally just fat and protein, has no sugar to raise your cortisol. Salmon's pretty great. Also, another really tasty food. So to go along with your salmon, perhaps you should have some garlic. Garlic is another food that we'll talk about today that is one of those superfoods. It's also really easy to incorporate. You can 
just add great garlic into your salad dressings or a sauce that you make. Um, I love to make homemade garlic bread because it's amazing. It's, it's a low-carb garlic bread. Yes, the recipe is on my blog, and I'll link it below. But it's really, really tasty. And garlic is actually one of those superfoods. It is fabulous for your cardiovascular system. It's demonstrated the ability to boost your testosterone and nitric oxide. And it's a powerful anti-inflammatory. And fun story, garlic in studies has also been shown to decrease cortisol levels, which is like the name of the game today. So in addition to being a really delicious food, garlic has all these amazing health benefits. And no, you don't have to chug raw garlic cloves. Yes, when you're making a salad dressing, I would grate it in raw. That's just what you do. But you could roast it and there are still benefits to be gained from that. So just because you're not eating a whole or a whole head of garlic cloves every day, it doesn't mean you don't get benefits. So chocolate is another one of the foods we'll mention that has all these great benefits and is really fun to consume. So raw chocolate, and I'm sure when you go to the grocery store, you see like the hippie chocolate bars. It's like raw and sugar-free and made with the tears of, I don't know, fairy dust. Tears of fairy, that's not even a thing. But there all these like fun disclaimers about it. It's like, picked in the Andes Mountains by, like, demigods and blessed by yak shaman and all this stuff. But it's really good. Raw chocolate is good for you. Um, the importance of it being raw is that it, like, you don't damage the antioxidants. And so it actually still has these anti-inflammatory properties. I'm not going to go into one of those, like, raw food spiels where I tell you you have to eat all your food raw because I actually don't believe that's true at all. I think you should cook a lot of your food because it helps to break it down for you and it actually makes cooking makes a lot of nutrients more bioavailable but that is not the case with chocolate so with chocolate you actually do want it to be raw um, and dark dark chocolate is better than milk chocolate in this case just because of the cacao content so the higher the cacao or cocoa or whatever you want to say content so in the darker the chocolate the more antioxidants there are Chocolate also contains magnesium, which functions as a muscle relaxer, which is pretty cool. So that's possibly, I'm really just, this is conjecture, but it's possible that the, that, that is one of the reasons chocolate is so relaxing when you consume it, is the magnesium. And then a, chocolate contains um, serotonin and precursors to serotonin, L-tryptophan, which is an, a... Um, amino acid. And L-tryptophan, you may know from every Thanksgiving hearing about why turkey makes you sleepy. It's actually not true that the L-tryptophan in turkey makes you sleepy. There's not really enough of it in turkey to cause like a sleep-inducing effect. Mostly you're sleepy because you've just gorged yourself on a ton of food and you now go into a food coma. But I'm sure that the, like, tiny amount of L-tryptophan in turkey also contributes to that. But L-tryptophan is a precursor to serotonin, which is that happiness um, neurotransmitter. So the L-tryptophan in chocolate increases your serotonin levels, which makes you happy and boosts your mood. And in theory, will reduce your stress levels and in theory, will then reduce your cortisol levels. So that was a really roundabout way to just say eat more chocolate. And that's, it's health food now.
a lot of um, fitness people will say that they have like a square of chocolate every night. Just it's like their treat because dark chocolate is now been kissed with that health halo and it's officially considered something we're all allowed to eat for our health. But you might as well run with it. Why not? Chocolate's delicious. So basically, we can just do a quick recap. And these are only some of the foods that lower cholesterol, or not cholesterol, cortisol. Totally different thing. But it's always, it's always good to just toss a few of these in your arsenal. And these are pretty accessible. So it's like black tea, berries, salmon, garlic, and chocolate. Don't make a meal of that together, but it's definitely enough of a, a spread that you could get one or two of these things in there every day. So now that we've covered diet, we're going to go over lifestyle just a bit. And the lifestyle ones that we're presenting here, or by we I mean me, are actually pretty easy to follow. It's not really a difficult task list. And the first component of this is music, is listening to music. And music is so beneficial for so many reasons. I mean, I'm sure anecdotally you could just pull a few examples of times when music has de-stressed you or made you feel better or helped you through some form of catharsis to get out your emotions. And we're talking about music in terms of de-stressing, and I'm going to cite an interesting study here. So apparently, a study in Osaka, Japan, noticed that, or noted that people who listen to music while receiving a colonoscopy, and bear with me here, folks, but while receiving a colonoscopy demonstrated lower cortisol levels than those who received that same colonoscopy in a silent room. So they're using this study to show that music has a de-stressing effect. Um... I'm not sure if that's because the people who listened to music were able to focus on the music instead of what was happening, but it's neither here nor there. I just, I thought that was a really hilarious study to cite for this, and um, it's science, so it's true, but this does show that music is helpful and whether it does allow you to focus that part of your brain that's getting stress on this other thing, or whether it, the act of listening to music actually de-stresses you, it doesn't really matter. The net effect is the same. You end up feeling better. And I just want to kind of enforce the idea that you do not have to listen to a specific type of music to receive these effects. It's whatever music you like. It's whatever music makes you happy. I'm not going to make you listen to Enya or tell you that you have to listen to classical music to receive any sort of benefit. If you want to listen to Tool, Listen to Tool for your de-stressing. It's what I used to do. I would go outside and put my put my headphones on and put a Tool CD in my Walkman and listen to the entire thing, like looping it, and it would just be very calming and relaxing. And to some people, that might not be relaxing. So to each his own. If you want to listen to whatever music, just do it. And it's easy. You can do that while gaming. You can do that while playing pretty much anything. Just grab some headphones and plug on in, and hopefully you'll actually be receiving these benefits as you're gaming. See if they can lower your cortisol a little bit. So the second thing is a little bit more in the realm of hippy-dippiness, and just bear with me. I promise you it's worth it. But I'm going to say meditation. We're just tossing it out there. Meditation has been... Uh, has shown the ability to de-stress people and lower cortisol levels. 
And you do not have to dedicate a long time to meditating. It's not like an hour where you go like, oh, for endless periods of time and think of nothing but a candle flame. Like that is, I mean, totally an acceptable way and probably very beneficial. But just a few moments of deep focused breathing can actually really calm you down. And meditation has been shown to lower cortisol levels, reduce your blood pressure, and just increase your overall sense of well-being as well as your cognitive function. But there's no precise recipe for meditating. So if you feel much calmer after taking 10 deep breaths and slow deep breaths and just thinking about something silly, then do that. That's your form of meditation. If you want to do a focused meditation lying in bed at night, go for it. It's Really, it's whatever makes you happy and even more importantly, whatever you're going to do because no matter how beneficial it is to do 45 minutes of slow, focused meditation to gong music or whatever, if you're not doing it, then you don't get any benefits. So you might as well do the thing that you know you can actually accomplish and receive the benefits from that, even if it's just a smaller version of the big thing, if that makes any sense at all. So basically, that's kind of the theme of this. These are small, actionable things that you can actually do as opposed to being presented with this daunting list of de-stressing activities that are just never going to happen. So this next thing actually really surprised me, and that's chewing gum. And apparently chewing gum can lower your cortisol levels by 10 to 15%, which is bonkers. Like, I don't even understand that. Um, But it happens that there was a study that demonstrated that that I will link to. And if you pick a xylitol-based gum or a gum that has probiotics in it, you can actually also get benefits to your mouth, your teeth, and your gum health. So it's like a twofer. You de-stress and you can actually increase the health of your mouth. It's pretty cool. Um, I don't know why this this is. I couldn't, fi- couldn't find any ac- actual reasoning behind it, but apparently chewing gum does de-stress you, and that's something that you can seriously do, and it takes no effort whatsoever, no effort whatsoever, or at all, if I can talk. So you might as well just pop some gum in your mouth if you're feeling stressed and see where it takes you. Um, The final two are super, super basic. Um, Comedy, laughing. Laughter is the best medicine. We all hear it a million times a day, but it is so true. So if you get really stressed, just watch some videos of your favorite comedian. Um, I usually like to have like 30 Rock or Community on in the background if I'm stressed about something and then... I don't know, it's just Arrested Development too. Then you get those like quick punchy jokes and you can just think to yourself, oh, this is great. Life isn't that hard. So I really like to have that happening on the background. But if you're more of a an, person who wants to engage with what's going on, hang out with a friend who's really funny or just watch YouTube videos of your favorite comedian or watch your favorite movie. It's pretty much, it's pretty basic. Comedy, check plus. And then the last thing is a It's the thing we've talked about a million times before, and that is sleep. So I know it's not surprising that I'm bringing up sleep again because we've talked about it at least twice now, and sleep is super important. I won't go into too much more detail because I think we pretty much beat that subject to death now, 
but sleeping can reduce your cortisol levels and make your whole day brighter. So again, try to get a good night's sleep whenever you can. It really does make a difference. Now that's pretty much it. So we talked about some foods that are high in antioxidants that can help you as well as chocolate and salmon, gut berries and garlic on there. It was a very weird list. And then our lifestyle changes were also pretty basic, not that weird. Music, meditation, chewing gum, comedy, and sleep. All pretty easy. And that's going to cover it for today, at least, on lowering your cortisol. So now that you've been scared into thinking that you're just slowly growing more and more obese because of your stress levels, you at least have some comfort in finding these ways to lower your stress. And I think, think that's it for this week. So thank you again so much for listening. I really do appreciate each and every listen that I see go up on that um, my stats tracker for Podbean. And I really do love seeing all your comments and your emails. So if you have any questions, feel free to go to healthygamergirl.com and contact me either through email or any of my social channels. You can also leave a comment on this podcast over on iTunes or Stitcher or on the podcast notes. And if you enjoy listening to this, I would really appreciate you leaving a review for me because that's how people find this podcast is by seeing those reviews. So if you want to share it with the world, go ahead, leave me a nice review. It'd be much appreciated. As always, you will find the show notes for this episode at healthygamergirl.com slash show notes. And I hope you guys have a fantastic week. See you later.